What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Herd Underground Podcast. I'm your host, Steph Shalego. Today, I talked to the band Drive Drive. I was actually super excited to talk to them because they were the first band I reached out to about the podcast and our schedules finally aligned. So I was able to sit down and talk to them. They also did the interview from a car, which was super fitting for their name. Um, We talk about their music. We talk about where their band name came from, which is a really cool, fun story. Talk about their writing process and their music videos, which they filmed while socially distanced. It was super fun to talk to them, getting to know them. So here is my interview with Drive Drive. They are a super fun, super cool band, and I hope you check them out. All of their information will also be linked below. What up? How are you? Good. We're trying to make uh, this thing okay. Propped up there. Cool. There we go. See, so we're in a yeah. Giants shirt. You're excited for sports to be back. I am ecstatic for football to be back. Like this is Christmas morning to me. Like today's the day. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. It'll be fun. Are they gonna play with masks on? I think they should. Double masks. I think Double they've masks. got like special helmets or something. I think that was what was they like, announced. I- I remember seeing, like, some players that were in Texas. They were like, yeah, you want us to wear that in Texas? That's not going to happen. Yeah. And so we'll see what happens. Texas does – it's pretty much its own country at this point. <laughs> oh, the, heat, the heat there also. So. Um, thank you so much for being here. I'm really happy you guys are doing this. Thought start off just, like, introducing yourselves. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm Alex. Um, what do I do? Uh, he's the diva of the group. Okay. <laughs> That's all he does. I'm Alex. I uh, sing and play guitar. I'm Philip, and this is Disney Channel. Um, I'm drummer. Singular. He is drummer. He's drummer. Uh, <laughs> and I am Gavin. I play synthesizer and uh, guitar. Cool. Okay. So, first things first, I really need to know where the name Drive Drive came from. So many things. Um, I mean, honestly, like the easiest way would just be, first of all, I, I just had like a list of names when I was trying to figure out what I wanted the band to be called because I didn't even know them at this point. Oh, okay. I kind of knew Gavin, but we weren't like friends. Exclusive. He, he ghosted me for a year. Uh, so I had this long list of names. I should probably post like, I feel like I should find the notes yeah, thing and just sucked. like show like what the names could have been. But I just had Drive there because um, I just I just put it there because I, I love the movie Drive. Um, oh, okay. And I love the aesthetics of it and just, like, all of it. And I was like, I'm just going to put this here. I know there's already a band called Drive, but it's, like, a heavy rock band or something. And then uh, I watched, like, an, uh, some other, like, old getaway, like, Driver movie. I don't even remember what it was called, but... And it was just like, just drive, drive. And I was like, that's cool. That's way better. So I kind of took it from that was just when, you know, it's like a bank robber scene or a getaway movie, like any of those. And they always like jump in the car and they just say like, just drive, drive. And I'm like, with exclamation points, had to be with exclamation with points. Exclamation. So, so then how long have you known each other and been a band? 2017 for me. Yeah, so three years, almost three. Yeah, three or four probably years. almost three years. That's yeah. crazy to think about. It feels like a year, maybe. Yeah. Well, I think I've known you guys all my life, so whatever, Gavin, it's fine. <laughs> Were you in bands before you joined this one, or 
you were. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, we all kind of grew up kind of, you know, circling in and out of bands, different musical styles, acts. And so it was really just, um, we, we knew what to do in terms of kind of forming a band, but it's always a different experience with finding especially new people over Facebook. Uh, and so it's amazing how fast that we really clicked together. Even our first practice, uh, we had never heard anybody play individually. And yet we were like, this doesn't 100% suck. So that's a good sign. So um, yeah, that was definitely very exciting. Yeah, I think... I think the thing that a lot of the, all of us were excited about was the fact that Nashville is like, it seems like a, a lot, a majority of the people here just want to be artists and just want to have like a backing band. And so for me personally, you know, I think, I mean, we all grew up playing in bands and that was how we did it. It wasn't, it was never like, Oh, I'm an artist and it's all about me. And so when Alex reached out and kind of said, Hey, I want to start like a band. I don't want to, be an artist i don't want to do this thing by myself like i want to build something with other musicians who just love music and want to do music um i think that really appealed to all of us and um so i think that was definitely a pretty big driving force oh and why Ooh. look at that <laughs> um yeah but that was a, i think that was a really um what drew us to um starting this project in the first place Cool. And do you write all your songs together? We do. I would say, I mean, we always end up, somebody will have an idea and then we're like, all right, cool. We got to hash this out kind of together. Um, some of the very first songs were like maybe songs that I had kind of already hashed out a lot of, but then Drive Drive really, I think, became a thing when we all started writing together was really, I think, when we found our stride. It's just a very organically creative and awesome process and i've never really been a part of i've been a part of that but it, like i was like 15 when i was in a band you yeah. know so i it was great to kind of do that because nashville is so it's such a big co-writing town but uh it's very different like going into a co-write with like strangers where you're trying to like be intimate and like write this really awesome song uh, and trying trying to open up to people you just met. It's kind of like a blind date. But, you know, when you do it with your friends and, like, people that you're kind of on the same page, just flows. Like, we just wrote a song in about, it's like an hour, hour and a half the other day, so. Like, really, when you're writing with friends, it's a really good time to just tear each other down and all of their ideas. Like, sometimes Alex will bring something in, and we'll be like, hey, maybe you shouldn't write songs. Maybe you should quit while you're ahead. <laughs> Maybe it's fine, but no, like he does make a great point of how it's very comfortable just because we've gotten to know each other so well. Um, like we put all our ideas on the table. If there's something we don't like, we actually say, Hey, don't like that. Let's change it. And we're very open. And we've started to, um, kind of expand who we write with because like eventually you want to um, see what else can your songs do. So we've, uh, with our latest single, Like You, uh, we wrote that with um, two producers in Georgia, uh, Zach um, Odom and Kenneth Mount, um, and they've done work with who? Like some Mayday Parade, Cartel. Oh, wow. um, they've done some work with Whitney Houston just to expand that genre boundary. All the emo bands I grew up listening to. Yeah. And loving. Yep. Whitney Houston, very big emo Whitney act. Whitney Houston's 
big um, emo, big emo. emo act. But it's and it's really interesting um, that we're able to start at least um, kind of expanding who we can write it with and see where those ideas come from. Eventually, would love to just outsource writing. We don't want to touch it. <laughs> just like, hey, you write this idea and we'll take all the credit. As of right now, we don't have time to write our songs anymore. So that's the goal. I was gonna say, I feel like none of us really actually like writing lyrics. Like we we love the, the music part of it, and I know that Alex like he writes sometimes like a lot of the beats and stuff, and then comes up with like melody ideas. But then he's always like, I hate writing lyrics. You guys write it, and then we'll all kind of come together and think of like an idea of what we want to write about that fits the mood of the song, and then. Um, I think it's a lot easier when we write about something like we pick a theme or something that we actually want to write about and then tailor all the, the lyrics and stuff to that. But mm-hmm. I don't know if any of us in particular love just writing lyrics. Why? I don't think that's, Why? I, that's the literally the focal point of the song that people are most likely going to remember. So that's it's almost like that's where all the pressure is. For instance, we have another song we're working on right now where we wrote the lyrics then like a week later we're like we don't like those lyrics we rewrote the lyrics and then like two months later we're like mm, i don't like where the song is going so we scrapped the entire lyrics and now we i think are set on the lyrics uh i think the because so when i write melody ideas i do like word vomit mm-hmm. and i like so i i record the demo and then i send it to them but it's like complete gibberish like or it's real words and some of those words actually end up in the song if they're cool enough and they flow well. Like we, but we have to essentially write, not always have to, but if it's a good enough melody, we'll write the song around it. So we have to find words that fit that melody and like the articulation, the way I'm singing. Cause if I really like the way that it was sung, then I'm like, we have to find a word that matches it. So it's like this weird word finder yeah. way of doing it. It's, I, I didn't know that, like I thought I was just a weirdo and that's how I used to write songs. But I found out Max Martin, uh, a Swedish producer, he's got like the most number one hits. He did like Backstreet Boys, Ariana Grande, like all those guys. Um, and he writes all of his songs uh, in Swedish and then he sends it out to writers to actually like, but he, they have to write it specifically to his melodies. So I was like, oh, and you know, glad I'm not the only guy that does that, but so I guess that's kind of why lyrics are a little bit weird with with us. They're okay. also really personal. So, well, there's yeah, yeah. There's we, get, we get personal. we get personal. We know how to be personal. <laughs> All right. Well, you also released a music video in May and August, which are like quarantine times. Did you film those during quarantine? Okay. So um, for the first music video, we had we had completely conceptualized it and did all the pre-production work and every like pretty much everything before um you know the epidemic was really even like a thing and then we filmed it literally the day before nashville went into official lockdown and quarantine um so this yeah so um and for a lot of people that were on set they were um all kind of talking about how like all their shoots have been canceled and they're not going to have any work for a little bit. And um, so that was kind of crazy. And then the liking music video, we, um, 
had kind of had the, I think we kind of started off with just having that ridiculous idea that it was of, you know, the different styles and kind of doing like a boy band and doing like this kind of, you know, nineties, like hot summer kind of thing. And, um, so we conceptualized that just the three of us, um, you know, at like coffee shops wearing masks and, um, and so we did actually film that during quarantine, but you know, that was a big, um, concern and process with us. Everyone on set was wearing masks Hmm. and, um, you know, we didn't want anyone being there that potentially could be sick. And we tried to keep it really low numbers. So, um, not a whole lot of people. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, did keep the low numbers. we were going to have the, the pool scene be a party scene that we were like, God, that's going to look so lame with like five people like well, separated out. So we we're like, like three no. people showed up for that. And we we're like, mm, yeah, let's <laughs> change that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that one was interesting filming during, um, quarantine, Cause that's when, you know, everything was, I think we filmed in June, right? Yes. Yeah. So everything was in full effect. And, um, but I feel like, I feel like a lot of people that were on set were also kind of happy to, it was almost kind of like things were back to normal. And so, um, you know, but it was, it was cool to actually be going out and actually doing stuff versus staying home all day. Um, we definitely put a lot of care into being very careful and, making sure that, um, you know, we had hand sanitizer on set, there were free masks everywhere, like, it works, but, yeah, we did our best, it's our best, worked out. Okay, so you're in Nashville, which is, like, where everyone goes to play music, do you think it's actually harder, or, like, with how the music industry is changing, and, like, social media, and the power of all that, to break into music, because of how many people are doing it now? Yeah, um, Depends. I, I think so when I moved here it was about five years ago and I wanted to do pop and there was like no there was like a very small pop scene. So I I feel like I got lucky at the time just because I was kind of a small or a big I don't know, big fish in a small pond at that time with the pop scene and now it's growing, so I'm able to grow with it. Um, but now it's it's huge and a lot of industry people are moving here specifically for pop. Uh, and a lot of great artists have actually come from Nashville. So, um, you know, I think in that aspect, like we're pretty lucky because we're doing things a little bit differently and there's just a lot of pop artists. There's not pop bands or bands in general here, unless they're like, just like rock and roll or straight indie, indie, like very indie. Um, and so I think what we're trying to do is a little bit different. So we kind of stand out, um, And so I think in that aspect, it's not that hard, but I would say in general, like moving to any city where there's a lot of one thing like LA for acting, you really have to find like your niche, your, your way of breaking out. It's definitely turned into more, it's always been this way, but it's turned into more of a, who do you know, um, town because of the fact that so many people were coming here so many people are trying to do that same thing uh like when i was studying um music business you had so many people trying to figure out all right what am i going to do to get to that next level who am i going to talk to how can i come to nashville and kind of be the superstar or kind of get into the game and it's like who do you know it's not no no one cares now about how many views do you have on here or anything I mean, that does factor in eventually, but 
it's really become more of a process of like, are you lucky enough to know these people? How do you know these people? And so it's been interesting, but um, we're just trying to make it work. And um, I think we're making some pretty good headway. And so when the whole pandemic and everything is finally over, um, do you see yourselves like going on tour and releasing new things? Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> we're, we're itching to get back out on the road and play shows again and do everything like it was. Um, yeah. That's actually the, the most important thing that we're looking forward to because we've been, you know, trying to work on new stuff and release things during quarantine. So the our last little step that we want to do is to tour. So Right. Have you toured yeah, in I mean, the past? Oh, sorry. Oh. How dare you? I'm um, so sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was just going to say, like, yeah, like, I mean, writing music and, you know, going in the studio is, like, one of my favorite things. But now that I'm not, like, I was always like, oh, you know, I love touring. It is exhausting at times, and it does take a toll on you. Um, but that's, like, what I live for. And so it's kind of weird that we have all this material now, and we're kind of, like, cool that's, that's we're like i'm glad people like it but we really want to play it live so it's it's just been really weird that we don't even have the option to do it fair okay yeah. so now have you toured in the past yeah yeah we uh so we finished our tour last year i think in october um but we went you know coast to coast um played all over the country which was incredible and i think um i'm I think I speak for all of us when I say it. it was like some of some of the best times ever uh, as a band and, and as us, you know, we're we're very lucky that we don't ever really fight really on anything. So like we bicker, yeah, we, we definitely bicker. We do have to. We have to bicker. But these these two bicker. We bicker a lot. The yeah. most, and so. yet it makes the band better. <laughs> yeah, but it's just it just feels like you know three three good friends just having a great time doing a road trip across the country and getting to play and perform and do what we really love on stage. And um, so in that regard, like it was kind of the best feeling in the world. Cause you know, I, at the time we were on tour, I were, I was working, uh, you know, at like a, a juice bar selling juice and my coworkers were texting me. Juicing. I was juicing and my coworkers were texting me like workplace gossip while I was on the road and I was like I literally don't care I'm living my dream right now I, I don't care you can take it somewhere else workplace gossip I yeah I juice gossip it was interesting for me because within a span of a few days I finished a school program went to California for a wedding came back here and within like 24 hours we were driving to Boston New York and then um waited a few days and we went down to texas and then we literally drove 24 hours straight straight we stopped for gas and food do not recommend that drive without stopping very dangerous um <laughs> 24 hours straight to arizona for a pit stop at my uncle's place and then the rest of it for another like four hours but it was definitely a heck of a time so <laughs> All right, so now I need to ask, what was the best city that you played? Mm. 
for like probably like i would always go with the crowd and like not necessarily like the venue or um i feel like la was probably la was dope as far as the crowd and like the reaction which is so surprising because we thought that la was going to be like our toughest market i guess just because it's la and there's so much there's so much there but yeah we were we were surprised that we got an encore uh, and we weren't even we weren't the headliner and so the headliner actually got pretty pissed <laughs> we didn't because some it's like a like a little industry secret but a lot of times bands will plant people in the audience right to be like encore and then everyone else catches on we didn't do that we had no intention of playing an encore whatsoever we and didn't have another we never we didn't have we a, don't have another song we played all of our songs you leave it out all on the court and they wanted more <laughs> I remember, I remember that show. I, I like went to the microphone. I was like, "What do you want from us? We do everything." Which is the exact opposite of what happened in New York, uh, which we thought we would have had a better response, but it, we had more of a traditional Nashville response in New York because yeah. what's it called with the separation in like, Nashville? Oh, there's like a little bubble. Yeah. Uh, so we well we get rid of that in Nashville because. I just like I yell at people when they don't like come up to the stage. Okay. They leave that little like six foot bubble, which right now would be good. That's, like you should yeah. have a six. No, that's bubble. fantastic right now. But when this was like pre-pandemic, uh, I, I'm always like, listen, if you're gonna stand up in the front, come like let's have a party, like let's have fun. Like you came to a show, you paid money. If you don't want to have fun, like I don't understand why you're there. Okay. So. And I make it, I'm just like, you know, like, if you, you know, if, if it makes you weird, then I guess don't do it. But I'm, I'm usually two whiskeys in, so I'm just like, everybody love everybody. Let's everybody go. Love everybody. Like, uh, but New York was weird because it was almost sold out. Like, it's a, it was a smaller venue, Bowery, Bowery Electric. Oh. And uh, it was like wall to wall, but there was still like a bubble in front of the stage. And I was like, everyone was just cross-armed. I hate this. Judging. I, and no hate, no hate to New York whatsoever. Like we love New York City and definitely want to play there again. I don't know if it was just that night or whatever, but yeah, was, we didn't book any of the. Uh, uh, we booked one band, but we were. That's the thing is like if we don't book the other bands that play with us, or if we don't know, like the venue will try and just fit those slots with. Oh. Like we played with like metal bands. Oh. Uh, <laughs> like there was an Indian rock band that played like before us and all of their crowd was there and they were like in their 40s and so the crowd was very interesting <laughs> like they were all drinking they were drinking wine at a show and i'm like who drinks wine at yeah. a rock show like, yeah. what is Good for you guys yeah i was like i mean don't spill it on yourself I guess, but, uh, i'm used to like mosh pits and crazy stuff so i mean it was interesting so we've we've learned a lot over like what not to do mostly it's never like oh like we did everything right it's, it's mostly a lot of like wow that was a terrible experience we should figure out how to not do that yeah but it's still fun like the journey is like the best part yeah i think i think the coolest part for me was the fact that every show we played there were people there for us which like you know as this was like our first really tour and i feel like it's kind of every every band that gets to a point where they are going to do an HMR tour, I, you know, for the first time, I feel like they understand, like, no one cares about us. No one is there for us. And that's okay. But it was really cool and surprising to see that every place we played, there were people there that knew who we were and were excited to see us. 
Um, and that was, that was really, really cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. So now I have like one final question that you're going to laugh at. Are you on TikTok and have you created a TikTok dance for any of your songs yet? Oh, funny you should ask that because yes, we're on TikTok and yes, we did create a dance. All right. Yeah, it's it's not like a, it's not, I guess, we didn't make it for TikTok. No, we made so it TikTok. It's, it's the music video. We have a, a choreography that we came up with like to make it super cheese over the top boy band. Okay. And then we were like, oh, well, TikTok's a thing. So we should probably like post us doing the dance which is funny watching that in and of itself. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you could learn the dance that we did in the music video. It's on TikTok. Um, we didn't push it probably as hard as we uh, should have as far as promoting it because we still are, we're kind of, we don't know what to do with TikTok sometimes. So we're kind of like still trying to figure out what we should post on it. But yeah, it's there. It's there. Do you ever uh, feel too old to be on TikTok? Not too old because there's such a spectrum of people to be on of TikTok, but yeah. like it's just that all of a sudden there's this new social media app that we have to get interested in, and then we we do, and it's just <laughs> it's just another learning curve. Yeah, it's hard too because we try and fit like a certain aesthetic um, with like Instagram and Facebook and colors and stuff like that, like a certain palette that we try and like keep keep with and. TikTok has just kind of just thrown that to the wind. So we're like, all right. Um, so, yeah, and I mean, and we don't really do cover videos. We don't really, not hating on anyone that does that. We just, we're not that band. Um, we only do it, like, for live shows. We'll do, like, a fun cover that we all love. But uh, it's it's been interesting, us trying to kind of figure out what we want to post on TikTok. But we will eventually do more stuff for sure. All right. What's your uh, favorite cover to play live? Mm. Mr. Brightside, yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right. Mr. It's, it's good seeing the responses in different cities. I mean, yeah, yeah well, everyone it's, it's loves that. Everyone loves that band, uh, that yeah. song. Like, it doesn't even matter if they like any of that band's other stuff. Like, yeah, every crowd everywhere everybody. loves that song. Yeah. It's insane. That's it's actually the anthem of our generation. It is. It's great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's all I have. Those are all my questions. Thank you guys for doing Boy, this. We had a great time. Thank you. <laughs> Enjoy football. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Huge thank you to Alex, Gavin, and Philip from Drive Drive. It was so much fun getting to talk to them. Make sure you go check out their new single, Like You, and drop a follow on their social media at Just Drive Drive. Also, make sure you follow me at Steph Schlego. Everything will be linked below, as always. Thank you again for listening, and make sure you tune in next week for another episode of the Herd Underground podcast. Bye, everybody, and um, go Giants.